You've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. And we are recording. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a usually chronological but, you know, solidarity with the strikes journey from uh, through Star Wars from the High Republic to the Rise of Skywalker, one story at a time. Uh, my name is Calvin. I have seen, read, and frankly consumed a lot of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt. I've also read a lot of Star Wars. The uh, spines of my books are beat up. <laughs> I'm Andy, and I've read enough Star Wars that it looks ugly on my shelves with my pretty books it's ruining yeah, my i know people <laughs> i know people are mad about the high republic's sizes that they're not consistent with how there, tall they are there's okay like legitimately yeah i feel like i have some books with these like beautiful intricate covers and then it's like star wars <laughs> Yeah. on the shelf with it. See, you gotta find like a box to put them in. Or yeah, that's cover. why I have them all on their own shelf right here. They all look nice together. Together, yeah. 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 Got my big thing of comics, my big thing of just nice Marvel comics, even though recently Marvel's trade paperbacks have been a different um, like style spine-wise than the older Marvel trade paperbacks. Um, so it looks weird on the shelf. And also I've got a couple of Dark Horse comics in there that just are different, but... From another I know. Time. It, I, I, anyway, I anyway. Uh, I got a box full of hand-me-down Star Wars Legend books when I was a kid from I think my cousins. So I had like a lot of the '90s books. I'm pretty sure I still have them in my parents' house. Uh, but that's how I read a lot of the original Star Wars expanded universe back when I was a kid. Wow, nice. But today on on first steps a star wars podcast we are uh reading yes we are continuing to read because first steps is still standing in solidarity with the wga and sag strikes and we um, can definitely read yeah we can definitely and read can books read. comics video games audio dramas all of this is you know on the table um as of recording at 10 30 a.m on september 24th 2023 um the WGA may or may not have a deal. It's very iffy. Um, you know, I mean, once again, the WR like the WGA is on uh, media blackout right now. So any um, headlines that we are seeing come from up until uh, as of now at 1030 a.m. on 923. Um, anything that is we're coming is coming from the studios. So, you know, there's a deal that the studios have given and we don't know if the WGA is going to accept it. Yeah, we hope it's good. We hope that it uh, number one pays writers and actors for their work. Um, number two, protects their work against things like AI. Um, and number three, um, allows for like actual collaboration within writers' rooms and shit too. That's a very big thing for me because I mean, thinking about, I'm in grad school right now for theater education. And a lot of what I'm studying right now is just very hammering into me how much of a, com how important community is for art. And if you don't have the appropriate kind of community such as a decent sized writer's room uh, that uh, with, you know, varying and diverse viewpoints to create good content. 
then it's not good. So, you and know. we've talked yeah. about this on the show yeah. before. Uh, we we it's sort of like a it's a much lower stakes version of the same issue. But we've talked we talked about all three prequels where it's like I kind of wish somebody was saying no to George on a few of these things. Yeah, I mean it really was George Lucas standing there with a clipboard changing the dialogue in the middle of like shooting. Anyway, yeah, I digress. Go on. Uh, I, was, I was just gonna say, um, I, like this is a point that I think like keeps getting repeated during this time but i still think it's important to say especially like in context of us as the like the existence of this podcast like during the pandemic during like one of the hardest times we've gone through in this sort of like in our generation in our sort of like era of people we turned to streaming like we turned to watching shows and watching tv and that was like that formed like, like so much of socialization was like, who wants to get on Zoom and have a Game of Thrones watch party? Who wants to get on Zoom and like watch this movie? Um, so in like our darkest times, we turn to stories for comfort, for community, for socialization. And even like the existence of this podcast, like it was formed during the pandemic, like this was a thing, right? This was a thing. We cooked up the idea yeah. that summer. It didn't yeah. get off the ground for a while, but uh, Calvin reached out to me about it when I was still living in Michigan. Yeah, we were yeah. definitely talking Origi- about it in like May, June 2020. Original lockdown. Yes, original lockdown. So like we exist because like Calvin was home with his mom and came up with this idea. And it was something that we could do not together because we couldn't be together because it was during the pandemic. And I think that's very like, like, yeah, we wouldn't exist without, like obviously without the creation of these stories, but also like, this is what we turned to. And after all of that, it feels kind of yucky to be like, yeah, let's just not pay people. (laughs) Let's just not give everyone money. Um, And we don't actually, no one cares about the writers. And we're gonna use AI to write stories. We all have to say, I feel like it's paying people is cool. Yeah. (laughs) People getting compensated is nice. And even if the writers necessary work, even if the writer strike ends uh, between the time we record this podcast and we put it up, as long as the Screen Actors Guild remains on strike, we will continue to follow their guidelines, uh, which is why we're in the High Republic in the first place. Yeah, and at yep. the very um, least, right now we are we are planning on finishing out High Republic Adventures, even if the SAG strike ends before then. Yep. So you'll we'll we'll get through the story of Lu- Lula and Zine, and that will be cool. I, at least and, until at least through Midnight Horizon. <laughs> yeah, not like the. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. Phase One. I, I, I they jump that the is timeline. still ongoing. <laughs> I digress. All right, what are we what are we reading this week? We this read? week on First Steps of Star Wars podcast, we are continuing the Higher Public Adventures Phase One with issues three, four, and five: Starlight, The Mountain, and Showdown on Junk Moon. Bum bum bum. Bum bum. So issue three, Starlight. I um have started writing my notes physically in a notebook, and I have a page and a half of notes for um for issue number three. Read them. I have thoughts about them. Okay, well, first off, so we start off on this uh, really great page paralleling Lula and Zine. We've got Zine, call, or Zine leaving a message for 
not Lula and Zine, Zine leaving a message for Crix and Crix yeah. leaving a message for Zine. And it's crazy because Zine's like, you know, I miss you. I don't know if this will get to you. You know, it was so chaotic. And whereas Crix is just like, I'm still mad at you. Grr. Yeah. I, I hate you. Such and it's like, boy. and it's like, the thing is like, Crix is surrounded by people, but he's not feeling alone. Uh, Zine is. And Zine is feeling alone. Despite the fact that she's surrounded by people who are caring about her. Bingo. Yeah. That's the, that's where I was going. Um, and also Crix is stupid for, um, uh, just taking this call in public. I gotta say, uh, not a I smart know. move. <laughs> I know. I was like, what are you I doing? I was trying, I cannot figure out how old he's supposed to be. Are they I like have no idea. 15? Are they 11? I'm going to say 15 because these are Padawans on the younger age. Yeah. On the younger side of thing, like, um, yeah. like, like, if you read more higher, like, greater higher public stuff, like, like, Bell and Wreath is like eighteen or so, and I think Bell is probably twenty one or so. Bell Zedifar yeah. and Wreath Silas, yeah. um, both and in it, novels that we have not read. What I was um, thinking is, is Ahsoka was supposed to be young when she was introduced, and she yeah. was fourteen. Yeah, yeah, and like Lula's been Cantum sized Padawan for a little bit now. Yeah, like he just, maybe like a year or so. Crix in particular gets drawn so baby that it's really funny to me. Yeah. Like he's just like we were we compared him last time to like boys from animation in the late 80s and 90s, but they're like nine, and Crix is definitely older than that. I, I think I was continually cracked up by his baby face. Yeah. He seems like he's like 12. Yeah. And there's this 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 image of him holding a blaster at some point, and I was like, "This is the funniest fic picture I've ever seen." It's yeah. like when it's like baby's first meth lab. Like, have you seen those? Well, have and you even seen those just memes. The the inner the the like bit in the middle of the comic that isn't the comic. I don't know what to call it. Where it was like youngling Padawan master. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the way they drew the little baby younglings was so fun. The, the, the way, oh, what's the artist's name? They Calvin? don't look like babies. Harvey Tallabau. Ha, the way Harvey Tallabau draws small people is really funny to me. I They don't really look like, like children. They just look tiny. They just look like Yeah. And it's really, really hard to draw children in comics. Yes. Um, real quick, I just want to do credits for this because I completely forgot. Um, oh, yeah. Issues three, four, and five are, were written by Daniel Jose Aldear, of course. Um, uh, all of them were illustrated mainly by Harvey Tallabau, but Harvey, Harvey Tallabau, sorry. Although Pal Rodericks did help with issues four and five, and Mike uh, Manuel Brocky also helped with issue five. Um, colors were all by Rebecca Nolte, and letters were by Jake M. Wood. Um, so, yeah. Soleil. Are we just talking about Cricks? Yeah, we, we do that. Padawan. We do that parallel storytelling into into like Crick or, or Zine having this monologue about finally feeling at home in herself. Yeah. And then yeah. she meets most of the main Jedi of the High Republic. Yeah. And um, some red dude. Yeah. Well, the red dude is a Stalamaru. Um, so in order. Of, yeah. So them in order of like talking. So first, Cantum Sai, Lula's Padawan master, uh, comes in and says, hopefully we're not interrupting. Um, and then Avar Chris, the blonde woman, speaks um, 
She's, you know, we thought I it was about time to her. talk about what your plans are. Yeah. Because yeah. Andy has read Light of the Jedi. I know her. And Avar, <laughs> Avar like, is one of the main Jedi of this era. Yeah. I like her. Yeah. She's mainly in the Marvel comics and uh, Light, Light of the Jedi and then the Marvel comics, though. But she does make an appearance here uh, because this is Starlight Beacon and she is the Marshal of Starlight Beacon. Um, and then uh, the red dude, Estala Maru, speaks. He is like the quartermaster, the operations manager of Starlight Beacon. So he's he looks like Hellboy. Yeah, he's he's really fun. I honest, I, I really like him a lot. Um, it's so funny. Uh, I feel like a normal person while you read all these glup shittos off. And I'm like, I don't know who these people are. It's a this is not an experience I have with Star Wars very often. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. This is great. I have high republic brain rot. You're normally the nerd. This is yeah. crazy. Um, and then, of course, we know Master Yoda and Buckets of Blood. Uh, Buckets of Blood comes in with pastries because he is a baker. I'm sorry. Is that actually just his name? Oh, Torben Buck is his name. Okay. Yeah. Jedi Master Torben Buck. He is a healer and a baker. We got the origin of his name last issue when he was talking about healing and like the Buckets of Blood are supposed to be in you, which I think was still very funny. I just, I have this mental image of him like carrying these two giant buckets as if they were buckets of water for a fire and just throwing them on a sick person being like, here is some blood to help you. Buckets of blood. I love this this dude. so silly. Yeah. um, So that's the High Republic main Jedi and you know, and then we get like this, you know, once again, I really got to applaud Rebecca Nalti's colors. We mentioned this last time, but the transition from the bright, you know, like warm oranges and browns and, you know, golds of the Starlight Beacon to the blues and greens and darker colors of of the Gaze Electric. Yeah. Is the Gaze, oh, the, this, so this is not the spider ship. Oh, it's a different ship. They are, yeah, the spider ship, they are on like the Gaze Electric. It's a smaller yeah. part of, yeah. yeah. Yep, and I know the Gaze Electric is the flagship. Yeah. The spider ship does reappear yes, later on. It comes up later. Yes, it does. But um no, yeah, they are they have made their way to the get back to the gaze electric by this point, where Martian Rowe is interrogating Elder Tromac about the whereabouts of something. Yo, Elder Ooh. Tromac is fucking stupid. He's so stupid. I love He's him, but he is literally so, so dumb. I was like, you should not tell the child yeah. the like secret knowledge of your people. Martian Rowe is playing Cricks like a fiddle though, I will say. And Crix is playing Elder Tromac like a fiddle. Yeah. Like yeah. there's there's levels of fiddle playing here yeah. with him, at, with Elder Tromac definitely at the bottom, worst fiddle. Yeah. Worst. I feel so bad for Tromac is the thing. I just. I don't. He seems like a fucking asshole. You know, I have more context than you. Yeah. They reference. That's true. They reference Dalna they later, which I Dalna know later. is a phase two thing. But that's beyond our purview. Sips drink. So honestly, it didn't make me that interested. No, I know. That was a tease where I'm like, I know this is for, I know this is one of the ones that if you go back was clearly laid in there as part of their grand master plan. Yeah. But if I, if you picked a character out of all these that I least wanted to know about more about, it would be him in particular. Well, yeah, I know it's, the, it's not even that big of a thing, I will say. Yeah. But um, I simply cannot say anything because spoilers. And... I do. I 
moving on a little bit, I love that we get another gloriously large creature. Yeah. Well, I want to take this moment. Oh, right. You, you finish up about the creature and then I have no, something. Just, I have a soapbox. The box. splash pages so far in like, it's especially in the preview uh, one on the Gaze Electric as well. The, what is it? Bogger, Boggeranth? Oh, the Boggeranth. Yeah. Yeah. It just is, they, they love, this a, Star Wars loves a big creature and this comic loves a big creature more than normal. Yeah. Um, and this is a moment where I want to say, uh, I, I think that I, 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 comics, I really think were meant to be consumed physically. I know that there are issues of like access and ability, um, there with like, you know, um, not having the space, not having the money, um, libraries, not caring, stuff like that. Um, but I am reading this out of the big phase one complete omnibus that just got released. Um, and, you know, you got this really great scene of like Tromac and Crix talking. And then you got this, um, you know, the classic doors open, the light shines on them. And then you turn the page and boom, giant creature. Yeah. Like these giant double page spreads really are underserved when you're consuming comics digitally because yeah. you got to like zoom in and stuff. I mean, like full page spreads, it's fine. But like even when I'm reading comics on my iPad uh, and stuff like, you know, I'm like, oh, a double page spread. And the, yeah. you know, the it has to be zoomed out because you got to fit two pages onto one screen. Right. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying the only way to read comics is physically. But um, if you have the access and ability um, to collect comics physically and don't, I think that you're doing yourself a disservice. But that's my it's own clearly opinion. it's clearly written with the and like drawn with the idea that you would be yeah. turning pages, which is just a really good use of the comics medium. Sometimes comics is written by people who aren't natural comics writers and it's just a movie on the page. Yeah. And that I feel like is also a disservice to the medium. And this is clearly written like it, even though it's got you could see this happening in a movie. But the way it leads in, like you're saying, yeah. is is unique to the medium and sets up not like the big reveal shot, but specifically the double splash page. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. It, it's a statement that the authors are intending us to make. They could use these two pages for something else. I mean, all of the, all, all this page is is Cricks and Tromac coming on upon a giant creature and being startled by it. But just by the fact that they have sized it up into these two pages is, you know, really says something about what Crix and Tromac are feeling in this moment. Yeah. The greatest user of two page spreads I've ever seen. They're infamous for it is Saga, the comic Saga. They, they, they would uh, use it both for storytelling and for like fun shock value. Um, there is one where a dragon is sucking his own dick. It's a wild comic. But that's I always think when we talk about two page spreads, I always think of Saga. They're the masters of it. Well, that's crazy. On the oh, note uh, of dragon sucking their own dick, let's um, <laughs> transition back to the. Oh, this is another Bogoranth. Oh, look at that. Um, this is just that's weird because I thought that it was a different. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, they are the same thing. It's just that um, it's this. Because the prologue and this one, oh, oh because the, the prologue was illustrated by Nick Brokenshire. Okay, so different Are they artists. The same creature. It is the same creature. Ah. Yes, um, it is the oh. same creature. Yes, but different artists, same colorist though. So okay, yeah, yeah. No, Comics I, I are thought a collaborative about it. Effort. 
I thought about it when I said like another big creature. I'm like, wait, yeah. that was the gaze electric. This is definitely the same big creature. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got that wrong. Uh, but I digress. Um, that's all so I have to say about creature. this little this little scene. Do you, uh, can we move on? Yep. Yeah, let's move on. All right, cool. And and then we get um, another shot of um, I use movie terms like shot, but it's not a shot. Another page of the Jedi Masters talking, and they're like, "Oh, do we send her back? Do we not? She's too old to be trained as a Jedi, but like, it would be inhumane to just send her back to her home, you know?" Yeah. Yeah. To discuss yes. instruct content right now, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, to be, I just, you know, I, at the, at the conclusion of phase three, I would like to see some video essays comparing Zine Morala and Anakin Skywalker. I yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is that, um, yes. Correct. It's consistent with the prequels, uh, in an interesting way. Um, just the ethos of the Jedi in terms of, they still take their students young. The thing that I liked is that it, it, there's a simple answer. They're thinking about the big picture and Lula is the one to provide yeah. the obvious answer. Ask her. And, Ask her and, and most her of, friends. Yeah. yeah. And the really great full page spread of just all of the, them there. The friends was so, yeah, I loved that. That was so fucking cute. Like, yeah. yeah. The differently aged Jedi. We got a ton of aliens. Cham Cham like, is just hugging this little I guy so Cham. tightly. It was just really like sweet. And I don't know. Also kind of like. It, to me, indicated, like, that all these kids spoke up and were like, we want to be a part of this decision-making process was, like, very, a really nice indicator of, like, what the difference between the the, the High Republic and the Jedi Republic that we know. Um, because, like, yeah, their thoughts and feelings are important. And these kids were like, we believe that our thoughts and feelings are important and we feel comfortable Coming to the masters and being like, we have thoughts about this too. Like, I don't know. It was just cute. It was cute. Yeah. And it's, it's, it was like, they they operated in a really different way. I think there was a... Sorry, what? Andy. Oh, just the co- the whole comic is so heartfelt. It wears its, its heart on its sleeve. And yeah. like, it's, it's... Star Wars is a, an incredibly sincere franchise. It does not... It takes itself seriously. It believes in its world, but it's not, and it's not like generally it's not that self-aware. Things just mm-hmm. happen. Everyone fully believes in it. And that is really taken to such a charming end here where like it's just I don't know. This comic out of all the High Republic stuff and the uh, a lot of Star Wars public publishing stuff in general just feels so much like it's part of the world. Yeah. And now I'm going to have to run really quick because my computer is about to die. Oh. Oh. Yes. Yes. But do you see what I'm saying? I feel like the Jedi, the Jedi Republic, like at its fall, is not one that was like looking to the children for like asking them their opinions about things. Yeah. Like, Yoda's the, the only one who did who did that. Yeah. Like the Jedi Republic that we know, the Jedi Republic at its fall, is one that just made them into soldiers. And like, no, I don't want to say like didn't care about them, but definitely wasn't like here. These kids had full confidence that they would be listened to. And they're like, this is our friend and our thoughts matter. And I don't know, like there was something very, yeah, very heartfelt about that and very like 
it's a very different setting. Like, even though it's still the Jedi and it's still, it's the High Republic, it really, it really operated very differently. All right, I'm back at the game. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe it's that these Padawans just aren't like in war times. So maybe that's also probably why. Yeah. The, they have the, different ways of responding to things. The pick, the big spread of all the Padawans did remind me of our continued Jedi Hogwarts thing where I was like, yeah. this is what it would look like. This is what the poster would look like of the main cast to a Jedi Temple series. And they're all randoms pretty much. But it's fun seeing that many Jedi kids. Yeah. Yeah. They're cute. I liked them. I liked that. That page was probably my favorite because they yeah. just all look so cute. <laughs> oh, and then we get to the galactic data file with all of the. Um, the red on. Twi'lek with the little baby lightsaber is so funny to me. Yeah, the whole it's just so <laughs> much personality. I really like would love to have um, someone just be like, and this is this character and this is who this person is. And people well, that will we, never see. That's again. what we have Calvin for. Oh, he left. He left. I mean, but probably all these people are randoms. Yeah, Um, no, I, I, they're just Jedi kids. Yeah. And then I also loved when they're like telling the story to the Jedi masters of like what happened. And it's like the, I think it's the kids are like telling that story. They are performing theater. Theater is so important for young people to do. They it it, it is community building. Um, You know, it is they embody it. You know, they are making it bigger and bigger every time you see that one of these kids is holding up a little ball to symbolize the emergence. It's like, yeah, this is this was this is so heartfelt to see. I love it so much. It was so fucking cute. It was everybody's little dot eyes really cracks me up, too. It's oh, yeah. Looking at looking at Master Buck there. Well, and just the little kid next to Master Buck, who is literally the colon D emoticon. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Um, did I miss us talking about this little page with the with Cricks and um, Tromac on yeah. the back? I don't really care. I just want to point out that that's story. an Ortolan. That 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 yes. hell is an Ortolan, and I love Ortolans. Max Rebo. I <laughs> yeah. want him to. I wanted him to have his own little mask. Yeah. Um. I also love that they committed to not giving him arms. Yep. Because hey, Daniel Jose there loves him. Cat emergency. I'm having my cats are beating each other up under my bed right now, and I can't really stop it. Fight club. Fight club. Fight club. My the cat, cat is in the house. My cat just did that thing where he's like, um, if I, I just have to know what's happening. <laughs> I hear like, him. I just have to be in this room immediately. What, what are you hiding from me? I want to hear his thoughts on Cricks. Nibs? <laughs> yeah. Your thoughts, please. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't my cat. That was my cat. That's so funny. I thought he did. I thought he meowed into the microphone. No. Um, no, that is Miss Hera. Yeah. Anyway. That's a lot of opinions. The, the Bogaranth sh- panels are gorgeous. Yes. I have found that I, in comparison to the last one, I found the action a lot harder to follow in three, four, and five. Really? Um, I find, so the art is just so, like, it's bright it and so detailed and there's so much going on i found it a little bit busy mm. that's my one criticism is there was yeah. just especially we haven't got there yet but on junk moon 
I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell is happening? A yeah, no, Junk Moon. I, I agree with you on Junk Moon. I, I actually do, now that you mentioned that. And Girl, that's just, that is a, you can't have depth of field as well, because this is not in a camera. Yeah. So the everything having equal detail because of how drawing works uh, meant that sometimes the stuff in the foreground would get a little bit faded into the background, but it's still better than a lot of, it's, I mean, it's, it's no Sal LaRocca. This <laughs> is, this is a gorgeous comic that is, is beautifully realized. It's just some of the, my one criticism of the art in five issues. Yeah. But it's all redeemed by that small Padawan <laughs> I'm still thinking about. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Um, and then so we get the revelation that um, Kirk's has the hollow projector, but he blames it on Tromac. Yeah, immediately. Like, immediately is like, mm, yeah. that's not me. <laughs> yeah. And um, you have to remember, Kirk's was out in watching his voicemails in the middle of the cafeteria. They know it's him. Yeah, yeah, like he's not is, slick. It, that's what I like that is eventually revealed is that it's not that he's pulling a fast one on Marshawn Rowe because yeah. this is a kid's comic. No, Marshawn's, he's got him. He's he's just manipulating this to his own end. A Back to the parallel storytelling that is continuing throughout the whole comic. The moment where Zine thinks she's going to be punished for calling Cricks and Yoda is like, no, of course, we're not going to punish you. Also, like, that's the best thing you could have done, both for us fighting the Nile and for you trying to save your friend. Was uh, That was the biggest contrast moment for me between the way the Nile are treating Crix and the way the Jedi are treating Zine. Yes. Uh, is that Hera? That is Hera. She is... Even more of an attention whore than Ahsoka is, I will say. <laughs> I just want to pull up the comic and it won't let me. It's your yeah. ship. I wonder if Daniel Jose Aldera likes baked goods because he's really <laughs> like putting these in the forefront of these comics. Yeah. The, the food. The, the, yeah. Later on, we will literally read the Galactic Bake Off Spectacular. <laughs> it is. It, it, it Well, so in Star Wars rarely has food in it for some reason. Um, so, or at least a, a lot of old content used to, and the Clone Wars famously had the, uh, the chicken leg for everything. I enjoyed these, the parallels in this issue. Basically nothing happens. It's only a character, like aside from the Bogorant thing, it's just people talking. Yeah. And it's still compelling. I really, I think my favorite of the parallel stuff is when they do the two columns where you read them normally, they mm. happen still left to right. But if you look down it, it's their stories. Yeah. Yep. And it's good stuff. And yeah. Like on the second to last page in issue three is what we're talking about. Yep. You know, and, and, and it's like, you know, yeah. Parallel experiences, parallel stories. All right. Yeah. Um, on to issue four, The Mountain. Oh, one thing I did want to point out just at the very end, we get that panel of them. Neither of them give a particularly strong answer because they're still conflicted. But I like that Crix says he's going to try. Yeah. Because the famous Yoda thing is do or do not, there is no try. Which yeah. we have gotten to per Star Wars Rebels, um, mm-hmm. which again, I can't talk about. But we did. But it's a it's a it's a quote from the originals that uh, we now actually know about it. And there's a. Like. 
emphasizing Crix's disconnect from Zine, who's going, who's been essentially adopted by the Jedi through him saying the the inverse of the famous line was fun for me. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. There's something there's something really cool about her like thriving with these people that she was told were bad. I really like Zine. Yeah, there was a couple. I think it's in I think it's an issue four where we've talked already about the force as a metaphor for queerness in this. Mm -hmm. But the but beyond just the force, the Jedi as like representing community here is we've got I mean, it's obviously we got the Padawans. We've got literal community theater. We've got the way they they treat her. They understand her. They treat her as a person. And they don't just use her for her powers in a way that I think Oh could yeah, be. definitely. Like it's not it's not immediately like, no, you will be inducted into the Jedi Order. You have you do not get a choice. This is now your life. In fact, it's the opposite of that, but they still treat her with such compassion and kindness. And I love her and Lula's relationship. Um, they're meditating together at the beginning of this, and I'm like, yeah, they're yeah. fucking gay. But that is such a gorgeous panel too. It's yeah. hard to do it's sunlight. Oh, so pretty. And the way, but it's just you can hear the music. Like <laughs> I I can hear the force theme playing in the background there and that's it's such a cinematic it's I don't know, it's crazy to me that this was not the main flagship comic. There's like and then I love I love this moment of Lula being like, what's wrong? And Zine's like, whoa, what did you send something in the force? And Lula's like, no, <laughs> I can just tell that there's something wrong. Like you did this little thing with your hair tendrils. And so I can tell you something's wrong. What's up? And like that was just really sweet. That was very cute. And I was like, "Whoa, these people are gay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and. We get so much from Cricks of him saying he loves Zine and like, oh, I know you the best. And like, we, we, I will protect you. All this stuff he's saying and none of his actions reflect that. And Lula doesn't say the same things to Zine. But in just this moment, she's shown that she knows her better already. Yeah. And that's something that's really special is that like, knowing and being known like the experience of being known by another person is like wild and there's this really this beautiful little you know picture where she's like they do i love her face in that panel so yeah yeah, like her face in that panel really like says it all of like which is funny because somebody knows me the panel above that i find her face drawn kind of strange but that that one is that's such yeah. a good character moment. It, the panel above that, she seems like a spunky child. <laughs> she seems yeah, she's, much she's younger. She's too round. And then she's like, yeah, it looks like a, a completely different character, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's okay. That's fine. Um, and it's, I think the more jarring thing is that Lula looks perfectly consistent. <laughs> and so it's just like... I, I think it's supposed to be an angle. It's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard to... Like she's got her head down or like moved in a way that doesn't really convey. But yeah, I and then I kind of love that they get benched immediately and do not get to go on the Jedi mission. Yeah. Yeah. Just as a reminder. Yeah. They're kids. 
their big moment last episode was doing a uh, exaggerated theater production of the prior issues. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they might have lightsabers, but they're just kids. They're just kids. And then speaking of just kids, they draw a Cricks very young looking on the junk moon. I okay. I'm glad you noticed that because I also had that thought of like why? Because I remember in like the last episode we were talking about the like past three issues. I remember being like, oh, he's they're drawing him like you know like he's still young, but like like a young sort of like teen heartthrob. And now I'm like, this is a fucking child, which I is why it's so jarring when he's holding the blaster. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is because obviously the blaster and he's standing with all the adult Nile. I think it is intentional. I'm going back and forth on whether I think Crix is younger than Zine. Um, I think he might be. I think he, he might I'm be just younger. thinking about their relationship and it's a little bit like I ha- I am in sixth grade and I have a crush on the cool eighth grader. I'm going to thing. issue, like it, I'm going to the first issue real quick. I Googled Crix and his age is not listed on the wiki. Yeah, I'm no, like looking actually, at flashbacks and they look similar aged. No, 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 no. I'm looking at the first I'm looking at the first comic, like the like when we first see Crix. He actually does look young. He still looks young. I think like they he, maybe his eyes are just like a little bit bigger. Yeah, he's definitely shots. got these those big wondrous eyes. <laughs> but like he still looks pretty young. He actually Yeah. yeah. So I would I would bet he's younger than Zine. I and then I, I would say I, twelve and fourteen at most. Absolutely, that's what yeah. I said. Uh, yeah. Sixth grade and eighth grade. They're they're contemporaries for sure. But I just I I'm thinking about how there. It's just a, it the I'll protect you stuff when it's compl- when it's clearly complete nonsense from him is yeah. to me reads like. He's trying to make himself a manic pixie dream boy. He's going to show her the world and keep her safe. Yeah. Well, he's sort of he's trying to I think he's trying to like it's that like male I don't want to say like male power fantasy, but it kind of is of like I'll keep you safe, girl. Like yeah, don't even worry it, about it. Like, especially cuz if in the metaphor, if the if we if we translate the force is uh is the force represents queerness to the real world. Lula grew up in a small town that is pretty evangelical Christian. Yes. Elder Tromac is the church leader and Crix is just a boy from her hometown who was taught those traditional things. And so the, it it totally maps onto the onto the the Star Wars version of it. Um I liked also the uh the galactic data file this episode with the lightsabers was very cool. Oh yeah. I was just about to to mention that cuz I think it's funny to see Yoda's lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, so it's always I, and it's cool seeing Cantip Size and Torben Bucks all of the lightsabers look different, which is really cool to see. They're doing the way they force construct it like in the Padawan's arc in Clone Wars, which is cool. Um yeah. <laughs> the conversation with Farzala and Court when they are just agreeing with each other and driving Lula nuts is so funny to me. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I like that it's in contrast to like Crick's fucking like 
blasting at some random guy. I I do think I'd be annoyed. For as I was saying, I'd be annoyed with me too is one of my favorite lines that I've read recently. Just, I don't know. I I get that. I'm like, yeah, I'm being annoying. Sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah. Lula just needs to learn that she is only a Padawan and she doesn't have to do everything. Yeah, yeah, and this this tracks perfectly with her imposter syndrome from issue one. She feels like she doesn't belong, that she's being left behind. She's now thrust into this kind of like, not a mentor role, but she's guiding Zine through everything. So it was good to see her sort of return back to her, I say good, good writing to see her return back to her anxieties and fears that she's going to have to overcome as part of her character arc. Yeah. And I think that's like a, like a, like the Padawans rely on each other. And I think like both Crix and Zine are kind of like, we have to do these things on our own. And I don't know. I like it. I like it. I think the colors and like the backgrounds help tell that story a lot. Yeah. The red, when she snaps, very good. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially because it's they're on starlight still, which is the golds and the tans and the warm colors. Yeah. And then still we talked last uh, issue about the blue with the Nile. Now we've still got the gold for starlight, but it's red on the junk moon with cricks. Also, this bird, this bird lady just cooks him. Oh, I know. I so bird. funny. Junk yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed the with junk. She just like junk people. She just as if she's playing basketball. She just like crosses him up several times. It's very funny. Yeah, uh, I am really starting to just or I, I mean, like it's around issue the beginning of issue three, but like it uh, really cements here. Like I've lost all respect for Cricks at this point. Um. Yeah, Crick sucks. Yeah. Yeah. The, the going to shoot like. Once he takes up the blaster, he he is not sympathetic anymore. Yeah. And I mean, like, he's like, we'll run away together. I'll protect you. I'm like, fuck you. You are trying to control her. And he is fitting that male archetype. This is a common role that is often cast as the hero. Mm-hmm. It's a very modern story to not have Cricks be a protagonist. I mean, he is a protagonist, but he's he switches in these issues from a co-protagonist to an antagonist. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was always going to be an antagonist because Chris Cricks. I was never team Cricks. So I always thought he sucked. Yeah, but yeah, I he is find sympathetic him compelling in yeah, these because, first few issues because he is also a child. Yes, he's he a is child. a child yeah. who is who is not into like. He just believes what he was always told to believe. Yeah, he like, has no know, reason not to. Children have very impressionable yeah. minds. The, the, the things that they are exposed to when they are, you know, uh, up till they're like 23 are going to like affect them for their entire lives. And he's you know, also it's, you look at these kids who are idolizing Andrew Tate anyway. Yeah. And yeah. And so Cricks, again, is the homophobe in this uh, metaphor. And what we see here is he chooses that over zine he chooses the safety of like believing things that were they always were and he he thinks he's finding community with the nile in the way that zine is with the with the jedi but no nile is doggy dog you will yeah which he doesn't really know because the eye of the nile is being nice to him yeah Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah. yeah. Um, we got some space battle action. Um, they're over. Excellently drawn. This yeah. was not what I had a, a an issue with. Yeah. A little bit busy on the first like big splash panel, but like other than that, I was able to follow the, the action very well. Yeah. Um, Zine dips out, leaves a message for Lula, but is like, I'm going to go try and get Cricks, solve him because he's my problem. And then more. One thing I just want to point out with the art while Lula is freaking out uh, when she realizes there's a message, the cross hatching behind her as yeah. she's like freaking out is another. It's like her mind is clouded and mm-hmm. it's another way that 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 the coloring and the art are conveying the emotions specifically of Lula so well. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think that was a really complicated, like it's so that, yeah, it's very, I thought that was an excellent panel. Like I know it's literally just cross hatching, but like I was, but because it's, it's just a white panel with the cross hatching and like usually we have like full backgrounds or like really bright colors. That panel like really stood out to me. Um, and she's looking down, like almost off the page. She doesn't know she's yeah. on a page, but like, like I could feel that, like, like heart in my stomach, like betrayal, like fear, anxiety, you know, all of those emotions. Um, just with that, just I think it was like the simplicity and like the lack of things of anything beyond just the cross hatching. Just really, yeah. yeah, it was. Really, and then we continue excellent. with the white when she opens the message. Yeah. We've it's, only got colors, no backgrounds on this page at all. Yeah. yeah. And so it tells that that's all they do to tell, like it goes from the white to the yellow and then it, it, it but it really only resolves itself when she realizes that she left Cham Cham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is again, another moment of Lula demonstrating that in a week she's already knows Zine better than everyone that Zine grew up with. Yep. Mm-hmm. She knows she would never leave Cham Cham. And then there's this great art of them, all of them, just stuffed in the vector. I laughed so hard. That was one of my favorite just like reveal moments in any medium recently. Lula's knees up and her foot in the air as she's trying to pilot it is so funny. I mean, thank God that they are. They're on in the Jedi outpost on Ord Mantel. And thank God that the junk moon is only a moon. Like they're in there for ten minutes, twenty minutes. They at most, put maybe. Cham Cham in there. They this did. is why. This is why they got benched because this is immediately what they yeah. do. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Now I. <laughs> they're, they're all. It's. It is. Her eyes as well. Like Lula's eyes are just like ah. <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> No, it's, it's it's hard to hard to do that with eyes that don't actually reflect because the light in people's eyes is a lot of how you convey emotion sometimes a lot mm-hmm. of what people do with acting choices but you can see in her eyes that she's got crazy eyes because she's doing something crazy but you she can also see crazy. the love she's already got for zine like this is yeah. the 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 determination to find her friend yeah yeah um, we get another little moment with uh, Canton Sai, Buckets of Blood, and Yoda being like, hmm, a distraction this was. And then they head towards... Yoda looks so funny sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I told you. He does it's... look He does look a little bit like, like I don't know, he looks like 
AI art of a smart person. They, he looks like a person, like a like a human being in a weird way. Like yeah, I, like if someone were like, I did Yoda makeup. <laughs> he's not frog enough. He needs a little bit more frog in him. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. And then we have this beautiful uh, panel of Zine alone in the vector in a yeah. in a huge contrast to her friends coming to get her in a huge contrast with both her friends and the previous page which was you know very like battle heavy and then you get just just this it's a statement piece of Zena's alone it is only her and the moon and her thoughts and another great face yeah yeah the way they draw her the, the worry in her eyebrows with just one little upturn Listeners, I, would, I am sorry for all the cat noises that you're hearing from my end. <laughs> I would like there, hang this in my room. Like this is such a beautiful. Yeah, I loved this. This last moment. Because it just makes me so sad for her. Yeah, it's such a great downer note to end the comic comic on. And it, like I've it said, really I really like, like this on several like bad moments and I'm just being a comic sicko. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, yeah, because I mean, the thing about comics is that, you know, you do have to wait a month between every single issue. Um, but now we don't. So, but it, but I really thought it was like a very nice contrast to then be like the next comic starts with her getting shot out of the shot sky down. That's yeah. oh, by that her friend, is, and that I feel like is the last sympathetic Cricks moment to me because he did not mean. To, obviously, it's not good that he immediately shot a starfighter, but like. It was a good moment yeah. of dramatic irony of, oh, my God, he doesn't know he shot his friend. Well, yeah, because it's like he shot the vector, realized Zine was in there and then realized Zine was in a Jedi vector and then doubled down on the homophobia. Yep. Yeah. And just runs away. Well, also, it, it doesn't make any sense because he's like, hey, meet me on the junk moon. Like she could have stolen this and then gone to find him immediately. Like he doesn't know what happened. And instead of like talking to her even for a fucking second he just runs away but once again it's the white with all that cross hatching behind cricks and it's way more cross hatching than i think was behind Lula. and and it it contrasts with the smoke they've also drawn yeah yes and it's just like he is like like lula is lost in a little it like lula is lost but she continuously like Feels lost, feels unsure, and then like her friends and she the, reaffirms her herself through her connections. Yeah, she reaffirms herself through her connections. So she never really is like led astray too far. Like she just keeps like going back to the Jedi, and he doesn't have anything tethering him, and he's just getting like further and further lost. Yeah, I mean he's not in in any way attuned to the Force, but he's going. He's doing dark side things, essentially. Like he's, he's doing dark side he's, things. He's doing the. He's given into his his easy feelings. He's given into his easy feelings, and those easy feelings are getting him rewards. Yes, that's the that's where Martian is really like killing it with corrupting this one child. Um, and like we see cricks like outside of panels a lot, which I think is really interesting. Like, mm. I don't know if it's just this issue or if that's like, but that's something I noticed specifically is I was like, he's like, and like they do that with other characters as well. But like a lot of the times he's not within a panel, like he'll, he'll be in the panels, but then there's also like cricks off to the side, like shooting at things. I don't know. I think that's cool. I know that's just like a comic thing, but to me, it also speaks to him like, 
having no structure. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, get a lot of yeah. we get a lot of page time for Elder Tromac and the Jedi Masters yes. here. I love this moment. <laughs> I it's it's funny. I love that I love when he admits that he made it eat people. Um <laughs> yeah. but this is more of like clearly this is setting up the the like overarching plot, the search for whatever artifact that the Nile are looking for. And because everything else was so good with the characters in this, I didn't really care about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's um yeah, this is a lot of of overarching higher public stuff. Um we don't need to get into into it. Um this is when Tromac name drops Dalna and Yoda's like, hmm, Dalna, hmm. And he decides to work with him, even though, and I like, it's, it made him more interesting to me, Tromac, that he was willing to work with the Jedi, that it seems not to be a personal hatred for them. Like, he does not hate the Jedi as people. He hates, Well, like, yeah, it's his culture. Users. It's the path. Yeah. But, but, Ni- but not Niall, uh, Crix seems to hate the Jedi. He's developing a hate for the Jedi on a personal level because they took his friend away. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that was an interesting contrast in the two guys who hate the force in this issue. Uh, And then we get this big splash panel of another giant beast. But this time it is different. (laughs) Big fella. Yep. Uh, Yeah. I mean, this is where I mean, Lula and Farzala and Court and Cham Cham have landed on the planet and have engaged the junk mavens and their giant beasts. That is what they have been doing recently. And this is the shit I can't I can't tell what the hell is going on. Yeah. No, I get you. Like this whole junk maven stuff. I was confused, too. Like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Lula. uh, But, you know, getting back to knowing what's going on, Lula does uh, uh, separate herself from the group and goes and finds Zine and Crix. I love Buckets of Blood's what's happening here when he gets there and is confronted with the hard to understand art. And yeah, and he's like, well, yeah, and like the Jedi are they're not supposed to be here too. remember. Yeah, that's true. It's like he (laughs) runs into errant Padawans. Yeah. Um, I think that this page where Zine and Crix finally catch up with each other and Lula shows up at the end. I think that that was one of the ones that was done by a different artist. Their faces at the end. This whole page. Yeah. Like, I just don't. I think this was something that I was a little confused about because he was like, she was like, she goes, no more lies, no more promises, no apologies. You almost killed me, my friends. And she gets really mad and she starts doing whatever she's doing. Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's what the is. Yeah. Okay. The is the it's the sort of. I don't know. Do you remember the him. noise it makes when you, people get yeah. force choked? Yeah, they're kind of you know, they're, they're trying to translate yeah. that. Yeah, they're in the middle of talking and then it's like, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't like. I guess I was a little confused about this in particular because I'm kind of like, I don't know if he's actually done anything that like warrants, like he shot her. He, he shot, shot her because she was in a Jedi vector. Yeah, like yes. he shot to kill a Jedi. He did not know it was Zine. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. And she's just mad. But I, I don't know. I was uh, I was like, oh, this is the whoa. <laughs> Holy well, shit. Well, and it's uh, it's the moment that happens to pretty much all young Jedi or young force sensitives we follow. It's the moment where they're tempted by the dark. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's a and really great tempted by the dark moment in the first High Republic middle grade novel called um, A Test of Courage. But yeah, so they're not reading, but, you know, they 
Lula steps in to stop Zine, and then they ha- and then Crix gets they look rescued. Very silly. <laughs> oh yeah, I, they're that is... those faces where they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> really fucking. Yeah, funny. I think Calvin's right. I think this is the different artist panels. Yeah, but yeah. So then, uh, then Martian Rowe comes in and um, saves Crix. You know, saves Crix. Yeah, and then <laughs> Zine started blasting. And this other, th- mm-hmm. this next page is also um, the one where Crix grabs Martian Rowe's hand. Yeah, that's also that's very also clearly different a artist. different artist. Yeah, Zine's or Crix's hair is so weird in this. Not weird, but just different. I did not realize that Crix's hair was that short. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, He's no, so, I love and that. And he doesn't at, look baby anymore. But suddenly. all three of the artists keep him so round in the face. He doesn't look yeah. as baby, but he's he's round the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then I, I really enjoy a, it's funny cause I think it's so stupid when they did it in force unleashed, but I really enjoy that when they use the force together to try to stop the ship, mm. there's several mm. moments of that in star Wars. And I, I think it's cool every time. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's you know, them lie, all though. joining together, including zine and she is being, you know, a part of a community, but then the squall spider shows up and takes it away. That and the the full page splash when the spider brings it in with its legs. Scary. The coolest shit I've ever seen. That's so awesome. It's so not Star Wars-y and yet fits Star Wars perfectly. I, I love the designs in this era. Yeah. And then yeah. they're all like, oh, we are we made it. We're all okay. We're all hugging each other. And like Buckets so of sweet. Blood is giving Cantum Psy baking tips. Yeah, the, the, that was so funny. That the was running so funny. background baking joke that you pointed out, Calvin, is great. They're they're like they're having a tearful reunion in the background, but in the foreground, it's pastry tips. Yep, it's like learn that the hard way. <laughs> it's yeah. so fucking funny. Well, no, because baking is a science, and so you gotta you know, with if you put chicken in when it's three hundred and it's supposed to be three hundred fifty degrees, that's fine. But like if you put a, a cake in, uh uh-uh. uh, I digress. Um, and then Yoda and then Yoda gets murdered. Yeah, Yoda um is gone. And then we get this. I love this page with him and Tromac and Tromac's face. <laughs> he just yeah, like he's ah! with his not a, not a not a brave man. Yeah. And um, so Yoda dips out for the face. We will not see Yoda again. Yeah. He's he's taken sabbatical. He's doing um independent research. Oh, so he's leaving the story? He will not be in the Higher Public Adventures comics anymore huh. in Phase 1. I don't know okay. about Phase 3. See ya, man. Yep. No more Yoda. That is... Yep, we will not... I do not. I honestly do not think that outside of, like, maybe, like, an Oppo Rancis' cameo or something like that, I think that we're done with uh, movie characters for Higher Public Adventures. I mean, um, movie characters being only Yoda, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we sort of get this... This, like, again, like, back and forth, Crix and Zine, and sort of, like, both of them being accepted into their respective groups, but, you know, yeah. different energies, sad energy for um, Crix. Crix is joining a cult. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy's being very, like, weird, being like, you remind me of me, and... Yeah, he's, he's manipulating him. Yeah. yeah. He gives him the helmet. <coughs> Takes him on as his like little protege. 
Maybe then, throw him under the bus later. Who knows? I think yeah. that this is the first canonical appearance of Martian Rose face. Charles can um, uh, correct me on this if I'm wrong. Um, he's blue. He's blue. No, he's gray. Um, it looks blue because of the lighting, but, like his, purple, but, but, yeah. but, but his race is that they are gray skinned. Gotcha. Yeah. Gray skin, black eyes. And then, and it's like really what a happy thing for Zine that like she's going to get some, not like Jedi training, but like force training. Like that's yeah. cool. She's going to, she's going to learn about what she's been able to, she's going to understand the feelings she's had her whole life. In a nurturing yeah. environment. Yeah, and they're all just like she was like, "I'm so sorry," and they're like, "No, don't be sorry. Like you, you're like, you're great." This literally see? happens to all of us. Yeah. We all yeah. have that moment, and we choose to go towards the light. Yeah, and they both go like, "I think, I think this like shared line is weird." At the end of them going, "Of course, I'll do whatever needs to be done." Is like, I understand they wanted them to have a shared line, but like for Cricks, it makes sense. Cause it feels very serious. It feels a little too serious for like what zine is saying i'm curious yeah. how it's gonna play out in terms of what because she is so worried about being sent away yeah and i think there's a little bit of an undercurrent of i can only stay if i'm useful which yeah. is not what they're intending intending no because they 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 ask, hey, will you come help us fight the nile but before that they sent her like we're here to help you learn about the force and yourself but yeah. I think Zine hears it a little bit of like, oh, I can help and I'm only allowed to stay if I can be helpful. Yeah. 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 I, I that, that's a really good reading of that. I never thought of that before. She's like, I think, he, yeah, she's it's going to take her a long time to heal. And I think we're going to see yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. She is not she like it's not that she isn't trusting them, but her doubt about her being abandoned or her being treated as an outsider is still remaining even in the group that is like being nice to her. Yeah. Um, I just want to, uh, number one, I just want to point out, um, they tell uh, Zane that no one expects her not to feel. Mm. Um, and then um, followed I'll by the note, like, I, I hate the Jedi. Full Yoda. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, I also want to point out um, the yellow pink gradient here in this, of course I'll do whatever needs to be done line. That coloring looks like barf to me. <laughs> Tell him, get him. Which I think Yo. is, you know, I, I, you know, the Zine and Cricks p putting them together is not good. It's barf. It's just so funny to me because it's like, you know, Cricks looks so serious. Zine looks just cute, and it's like, I'll do whatever needs to be done. And then Cham Cham's like, <laughs> like Cham Cham. I'm gonna fucking like, kill the Nile. It's like I'm gonna fucking. I had one piece of it. <laughs> they arm destroyed my home. More. It's like it's like it's actually sorry. That's not. I will a become line. the Batman. Um, that's not a shared line with with Z and Craigs. It's actually Craigs and fucking Jam Jam. <laughs> I'll do whatever needs to be done. Uh, yeah, the next issue opens with like really dark narration from in Jam Jam's mind. He gets the parallel storytelling. So I would love that for of like of like very like well written, eloquent, but like dark. <laughs> narrative for Cham Cham for his inner thoughts. I just want Cham Cham to be the main character. Yeah. Alright, well that is all the notes I have for issues 3, 4, and 5. It's good Me stuff. Too. Good it's comic, good. man. This yeah, is this is fantastic stuff. Yeah. Um, I love doing High Republic Adventures. I love doing comics. I love 
I love Star Wars. Um, uh, so yeah. Um, so on that note, next time on First Steps of Star Wars podcast, we are continuing with the Higher Public Adventures issues number six and seven. Mission to Bilbusa, Bilbosa. I don't know. Mission to Bilbusa Part One and Mission to Bilbusa Part Two. Yay! It's so weird. Like, also, I just want to say, naming conventions. Like, sometimes they do actual inventive names, like Starlight, the Mountain, Showdown on Junk Moon, and then they do Mission to Bilbosa Parts One and Two. Yep. And I'm just like, that's okay. Yeah, but I mainly just name them after where they are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the Gaze Electric. All right. Yeah. Oh, also, just as a little side note, I have kind of given these Gaze Electric when Lula and Zena are around. We've already made that joke. Yeah. Did I? Okay, that damn. was last week. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. What so, were you saying, Calvin? Should... You were like, "It's funny." What? I've I been um, I've been giving all these little mini arcs names of my own. So last episode with the first two issues was emergences on Triment because the emergence was coming to Triment and also Zine was emerging mm-hmm. into herself. <laughs> and then this one was called a new home. Um, Yay! So next yeah. one is just Mission to Bubusa because it's Mission to Bubusa parts one and two. Anyway. Yay. Higher Public Adventures issue six and seven next time. Uh, until next time, guys, may the force be with y'all. Swag. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot.